tuning into bitching with Brittany. I am Brittany, but I am not bitching alone, which is awesome. Uh, buddy Nick came on and we shared a beer and had some laughs and I think you're really going to enjoy the episode. So without further ado, here's bitching with Brittany featuring Nick Woods. All right, guys. Uh, so we are here today with Nick Woods um, Nick, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm a, uh, a filmmaker and I run a cigar shop by day because I've only been doing film for a short while. So that's been my day gig for the past like six years. So I was a social worker before that for like a decade. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, cigar game has been fun for me, but it's also, I heard your, uh, your, uh, episode about, uh, service industry and I was like, all right, there's, there's some commonalities here. We can jam on this, right. so I reached out. But Yeah, hell yeah. I'm yeah. super glad you did. Um, so whenever we first met, you were telling me about the short film that you had made, and that's mm-hmm. We had on, just shot one that night. Right, you just wrapped on it mm-hmm. whenever you came into my work. And so um, how's that been going? Like Honestly, it's like just finishing the edits on those materials and stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of what I'm working on right now. They're not out yet. Gotcha. So, but, but yeah, we were just kind of, we just on a whim just went out and shot something and then we had a blast and knocked it out. So, yeah. So that was fun. Hell yeah. So. All right. Well, um, yeah. So you mentioned that you work in a cigar shop. So I, I'm, I'm curious what your typical clientele is. <laughs> well, because I mean, I, I've not been in a cigar <clears throat> shop myself. I've been to places where they sell cigars, but not like specifically a smoke shop like that. Sure. Sure. I mean, it takes all kinds. Like there's a, there's probably cigar shops, probably the most diverse crowd that you see with like uh, bars, like what you work in and stuff like that. Like different bars get different types of people. Right. But uh, since cigars and uh, pipe tobacco are more like a luxury product or a specific product, like a niche thing, you get people from all walks of life, which is what I really love about it. Yeah. Right. But there's definitely a culture that starts to, there's a culture of cigars, you know, worldwide. And then there's also the, the culture that develops in your own shop. And that's different yeah. from shop to shop. Yeah. Right. Some shops are more party spots. Ours is more of like a relaxing lounge type okay. area. Since we're in Westport, about 50% of our clientele are the people that are in Westport to party and get fucked up. Right. And about 50% of our regular cigar smokers. Yeah. So, um, but, and I, and I like that. I like that we kind of like have a, a, a foot in both sides of the world. Yeah. Like the kind of party sphere and also our regular clientele. I but just, yeah. I can't imagine like going to a bar in Westport and then being like, you know what would be really great tonight? A cigar. Oh man, and it I happens mean, all the time. I mean, I, I, I guess I get it. Well, and they don't always. I guess my my assumption of cigars is just like the big fat guys, but they don't have to be that. You know, some like big dudes in cigar culture, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like that, that I just, I don't know. To me, it's I've not been a huge cigar smoker. I have sure. smoked cigars before, sure. um, but it's not something that I like know a ton of off the sure. top of my head, which I should probably learn because, you know, I technically sell cigars too. You know, uh, you'd be surprised like how many, like even the most like informed staff member will like say oh, a bunch of different things, but like someone's like, oh, I want this and this and this. And then you find them that and they're like, no. And then they pick something that's the exact opposite because it looks interesting a fucking to them. Course. All the fucking time. All the time, dude. Well, this one comes in a glass tube, so that's fancy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's like little blue and gold, so I want that. You know, it happens all the time. Like, they'll ask for something that's really mild and creamy, and I'll find that, and they'll be like, no. Then, like, 
uh, and then they just tr they just trust themselves when they know nothing, and they go over and then they pick the most full-bodied, spicy motherfucking cigar on the shelf. And right. I'm like, ah, never mind. I'm not gonna fucking say anything because you're obviously fucking stupid, and you just you you trust your own judgment even with zero information, right? Which is amazing to me, right? But that is like a microcosm of culture and society right now. It's like right. I trust my judgment even though I have zero facts, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> mm, I could listen to you, or I could listen. Listen to myself. So, I know nothing, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, totally. Oh so, man, that's happened. I, I just hired a guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I recommended something," and then he took that and it was the exact opposite. Like, it's going to happen all the time. All the dude. time. Don't even worry about it, man. Right. So, um, uh, so one of the cigars that I know, like a friend of mine smoked back, uh, I don't know, a decade ago or something, was like the the Maker's Mark cigars. Yeah, it's a big marketing gimmick. You know? Oh my God, dude. I like, I can't even imagine. I don't even like Maker's Mark as it is. Like, it's kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of an asshole regarding whiskey, but like I have a friend who's a uh, distiller here in town and I said something to him that I was very validated by his feedback. I was like, I just don't, I'm just not that crazy about whiskey because it all fucking tastes the same. And he's a distiller and he's like, they actually do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> like, yes. Like calling everybody's freaking bluff on this yeah. shit, man. Like, oh, my God, dude. Um, and then you go buy a bottle of Pappy 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But there are there are whiskeys that are phenomenal. But right. when, and there's a certain area of, like, price range where they all kind of taste very similar. Right, right. And I'm more of a gin guy because there's so much variety in gin, and mm. I really like that. Agreed. Um, also, it's a palate cleanser for cigars. Mm -hmm. So Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I hang out in, but, uh, actually, uh, since we're, since it's a bitch sesh, I'll start with that with my first bitch. Yes. Okay? Let's do it. First bitch is, uh, guys will be like, man, a, a glass of whiskey and a cigar that just go so freaking great together. And I'm like, in, in, in a way they do, but for reasons that you don't know, and that is brown liqueurs coat the back of your throat, numbing the spicier notes of the cigar. And so it causes okay. it to be more pleasurable for guys that don't smoke cigars that often. But they think they pair well, and they technically do, but they don't. Right. Right. And they just, but they're like, oh, like this whiskey goes really great with the cigar, and I'm like, you're actually missing half I mean, the flavor of the cigar yeah. because you're numbing your throat. If you do clear liquors like uh, like gin or vodka, like or tequila, it's gonna that's gonna kind of like cleanse the palate, and you're right. not gonna miss anything in the cigar. So that's like a common thing that like. I run into all the time. People are like, oh, this right. pairs well with that. I'm like, mm, it pairs well to you because you don't want to taste certain elements of those cigars because you actually don't like cigars. Right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and you don't, you know, I'm not going to tell you that, but that's the reality. If you smoke right. like one a month, you're not really that crazy about it. Right. You know? Yeah. So that's like, I would say that's bitch number one on that. It happens all the time. I try to be really diplomatic about it in the shop, but I'm on your show, so I'm, right. I'm a little more candid about it. Yeah. That. Oh, absolutely. So. Well, and that... Like I blame Ron Swanson for all of that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's I true. mean, I I love Parks and Rec so much, but I've noticed that like with cigars and with whiskey and stuff like that, like people come in with this like knowledge that's completely false, and yeah. you're just like, okay. I know it's amazing, and the, and it's amazing how like just like I will say that like. With cigars, the aesthetics is part of the experience. It's right. that way with all sorts of with cocktails, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It is part of the experience, but it's amazing how many cigars are just marketing ploys. And it's not really that great of a fucking cigar. Yeah. You know? And uh, I remember, <laughs> this is a great story in the cigar world. Just blow your fucking yes, mind. Yes, I'm so ready. 
So I was in Vegas at the Cigar Trade Show, and there's this company called Avo, named after Avo Avazian. He's a musician who, who uh, wrote Strangers of the Night for Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. But he's a big cigar guy, so he started his own cigar company years ago. Anyway, so Avo is doing this event where they're giving out all these free cigars of supposedly new cigars, new blends that they're putting out called the Unexpected Series. There's four of them. Unexpected Journey, Unexpected Surprise, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're doing that. And I go to this freaking event... And I got, I've got, because I've been getting all these free cigars from all these, like, vendors. Right. I, my shit's stacked. I already got three badass fucking cigars in my, in my jacket, right? Right. In my freaking uh, blazer pocket. So I, I'm, like, fully prepared to enjoy myself since I've been smoking cigars all day, testing stuff on the trade show floor. Uh-huh. And we go to this thing, and I light up the free cigar they give me, and I'm, like, I take, like, two puffs. And I'm, like, I don't want this. I want to smoke the cool shit that I got. Right. Because I know what I want to smoke. And so I literally put it down. It was not interesting to me in any way. Like, I just kind of put it down, Right. And then, uh, then you know, everybody's smoking them, and since they're getting free shit, and it's an event, they do the reps or whatever are like, who here's excited about the new Unexpected series? And everyone's like, yeah, because they're all drinking and having a good time. Right. We find out two months later that those four cigars that they released are the same four cigars that they've been selling for 20 years with different bands on them. Oh, my God. And their argument was, well, see, you you liked it. You just didn't know. And I'm like, fuck you. You lied to us. You I, lied. You fucking lied to everybody oh and made us God. think that it was something that was good. And I was like, no, it's fucking, no, I, no, I don't want to smoke that at all. Like, you Or, yes, that. anything like, that has to do with that company. Like, I, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Ava would be rolling in his fucking grave and he found out that the company did that right after he fucking yeah, died. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> He's like, you guys oh did what? Oh my God. You lied to millions of customers? <laughs> Well, they like it. Well, they just didn't know that they like it. No, uh, you can't repackage something you like can't that. Do that like, dude. That's so funny. Uh, and there are other cigar companies that have been known to do that, but they don't tell you later right? that they did it. <laughs> like, oh, by the way. What? We were trying to prove a point. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know how you said that you don't like date guys that are like married? Well, you like me, right? But I'm married. Right. Like, yeah. You yes. like me, so it's okay. So it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> No, it's not. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. Oh my god, that's hilarious, dude. Oh, Holy man. shit. So that's that's amazing the kind of things that go down and then there's also like guys that review cigars um and like in the cigar when you taste cigars there's probably about five or six primary flavor notes that yeah. you're going to get out of cigars, right? But, you know, there's, it's not, like, really diverse. But there's this one guy, Charlie Minato from Half Wheel, which is a cigar reviewing website. Mm-hmm. And he will be, like, hint of pencil shavings or some shit in his <laughs> review. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Fucking stop, dude. Like, you're so full of shit. And that doesn't even make me want to smoke that cigar. smoke pencil shavings. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. No part of that sounds appetizing. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Or he'll, say, or he'll say something like he thinks it's appetizing, but nobody knows what it tastes like. He'll be like marzipan. I'm like, dude, no one, no one knows. <laughs> now you mar- lost me. <laughs> no one knows what marzipan is. Stop. You're trying to be pretentious and interesting, and we just have lost respect for you. you right. Know? Because, like, hey, I can, I can throw out made-up words, too. Yeah, like, totally. Mm, totally. This red wine tastes like cinnamon and apples and it's like well okay yeah I'm, yeah yeah mm, no there actually there's an argument that the wine game's similar yes oh absolutely that it's just a racket every person that i meet that has worked in bars for like at least a decade will say 
the wine game's just bullshit. Like, yes, there's good and bad wines or ones that aren't as good or whatever, but right. some of the shit that people say, the sommeliers say about wine, like, stop. Right. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I studied wine for years. Oh, like, so you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you I know, might be talking shit on your thing then. I no, 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 no. I'll talk shit on my own people. Um, but I was studying to be a psalm for a long time, and uh, part of the reason why I got out of it was because I'm not interested in the sales aspect as far as, like, I don't want somebody to order a $500 bottle of wine if a $10 bottle is going to do them just fine. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? For it's sure. just all about personal preference. And I'm sure it's the same with cigars too. Absolutely. That like you're just trying to play to what people like. The cost of it shouldn't matter. There, there's a cigar on the shelf uh, that we carry, that we've carried for a long time. It's under $10. The label on it is not interesting looking, and it is one of the best fucking cigars we carry. Yeah, and I just and I will refer people to it. Like this is the shit, man. It's super good. Right. And guys that really know will be like, dude, that's amazing. But very rarely do I get guys because it's just visually not that interesting to look at. Right. But it tastes great, and it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, I I'm guilty of it too. Where you buy something, and you're like, oh, this is really flashy, cool looking. Right. And that's definitely those moments where it's flashy and cool, and you light it, and you're like, I want to uh, like this. Right. But I just don't. I cannot. <laughs> Bumming me out, guys. Right. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so do you, like, what's your, would you say is, like, one of your craziest stories from the cigar <sighs> shop? I mean, I don't know. Do you have any, Customers like... swinging punches at a, at a tobacconist. <laughs> That's happened. Yeah. Um, who, what, what's another crazy story? This isn't cigar related at all, but it's something that our old boss did that was super freaking funny. Um, he bought new chairs uh, for the lounge, and he got a really—he was like, "I got a really good deal on these chairs." Oh no! <laughs> and they freaking showed up, and they were—they were like the like cushy like lounge chairs, but they were the size for kids. Oh my god! <laughs> opens the box just, <laughs> just disappointment this freaking kid's like, chair and everyone's cracking the fuck up <laughs> oh my god it was amazing oh. um yeah I, we, I mean, we've had some crazy crazy ones i have to like pick because i'm like i don't want to slander anybody's name because right. we're at fidel's and people will know you know who i'm talking about to right. some degree right yes. uh but that one's that one's safe because it's funny and Whatever, you know, even he would laugh about it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we've had some, you know, you definitely get, uh, I think the thing about running a cigar shop that's strange that people don't seem to understand is at bars, you have bouncers and stuff like that. We don't have a bouncer and I've got all of this stuff in glass cases on the showroom floor in the front and the lounge is in the back. So in order to get to the lounge, you got to go through that. And if somebody's super fucked up or whatever, like, it's like, I got this glass everywhere. Like, right. You know, so when, when we had a customer like throwing a punch at a, at a staff member, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. He got taken out in cuffs, of course. But, oh, uh, okay. um, but, uh, <laughs> that same customer <laughs> had been banned from the shop and, uh, he would, oh man, some of my, my assistant manager is going to laugh his freaking ass off now if he finds I'm going to talk about this. Right. <laughs> but he would, he would talk about, there's a certain size called Gordo, mm-hmm. which means, you know, fatty or whatever a really big uh, cigar, like uh, six inches and really thick. Anyways, mm-hmm. so, but he, w- he would always pronounce it Guado. And I knew, I knew, he was the only guy that pronounced it that way. Uh, and he, of course he got taken out in handcuffs and he wasn't allowed to be in the shop anymore. And, uh, and I'm going to use a fake name in this moment so that I'm not, so I'm being anonymous. Yeah, right. But, um, but one day I had, um, <laughs> 
had a homeless guy come in and drop a 20 on, and he's like, I want a guado. <laughs> and I was like, hold on one second. <laughs> so I walk out the front door, and this dude that's been banned from the shop is sticking his head around, and I'm like, Bill, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> And he just walked. He left the 20 with the homeless dude and just walked, and just walked sad away. walk to his car. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those moments. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you seriously tried to convince... And the homeless guy was going to do it, but he didn't right. know what a guado he was. Yeah. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know that he's mispronounced. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking funny, oh, man. Oh, man. Just to know exactly who it was. I was just like, like hold on one sec. I, <laughs> I know what this, this is. is. <laughs> So funny. Oh my God. That shit was so fucking hilarious, man. And so, so yeah, we've had some crazy stuff go down. I mean, and it's a small community too. So I got to be, be careful about what I say, but, but there are some things that some customers think are up for, think are up for debate and they're just not, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and I think what the, one of the bigger issues is, uh, is that people will try to hang out in their lounge without buying anything. Yeah. And uh, that does happen. Or dry begging, that's another issue too, which people being like, someone buys a cigar for their homie and another dude sees that happen and he's like, oh man, I could really go for a free... It's like, dude, stop. Like, right. That's like... But it, that's I guess, not what we're doing here. I guess the issue that we continue to run into is that a lot... It's a luxury product and a lot of people don't treat it like that, which is really strange to me. Right. You know, it's like, this isn't something you need to sustain your life. Right. Right? This is something that's a luxury to have. And so, like, the fact that people try to hang out in their lounge... I mean, technically, I can't really require them to buy anything. Right. Um, but uh, But it is... It is kind of a, a, a tasteless move to be yeah. like, like, or they, they bring their own cigars or whatever. Right. And a lot of cigar smokers will be like, oh, that's terrible. I can't believe they do that. But, you know, they, you know, it, it happens and it, and it's talked about in like Facebook groups and stuff like that. It happens right. all the fucking time. So, um, and you know, and it's just, and, and I think the, one of the things that we kind of, uh, ran into, and this happens about every, <laughs> every, uh, two years or so. Um, we'll get some high roller that thinks that he's kind of entitled to do, do, do what he wants. I whatever. just burped into your microphone. <laughs> well, it's oh. your microphone, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's whatever. But, uh, um, and I get that he spends a lot of money and stuff like that, but they start right. to kind of like think that they're, that they're entitled to something. Yeah. And, and my question for folks that do that is, uh, for one, I really try not to treat my customers differently. I try to treat them all the same yeah, across the board. Absolutely. Same, same good customer service, that kind of thing. You know, get, have the same expectations uh, of etiquette in the shop and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but my question for folks like that that think that they're entitled to something special, which is, is my big bitch, uh, is, okay, if you're investing a lot of money in the shop, you're spending a lot of money there. At what point do you, it, what place are you now entitled to special treatment? Right. Right. And then who makes that decision, the shop or the customer? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the issue that, we, that happens in cigar shops all over the place is that, the customer thinks that they are allowed to make the call that they are entitled to special treatment and that conversation doesn't need to be had with the business. Right. That they're just allowed to start doing whatever the fuck they want to yeah. do. And, uh, and I think that's strange, <laughs> particularly when the cigar culture is, has a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people run their own businesses. Mm-hmm. It's like if you run your own business and like how is this hard to understand that we're running a business? Right. 
you know, and uh, and I think that there's I I, I would assume that in, you know, maybe cocktail bars or whatever, like people think that, oh, I'm a regular here. I can kind of do what I want. Yeah. And they start to overstep their boundaries. Was Mm -hmm. that totally happened? Oh, my God. It's just a bummer because like I am so respectful about drawing those boundaries. I'm like, hey, we do request that you purchase something like I'm really nice about it. And the way they right. tell the story is like I physically threw them out of the shop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like right. two-handed toss. Yeah, in I don't think it's, dude's usually twice my size. <laughs> yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. But, but like, so in the lounge, like, do you have like a corking fee or something? I mean, not a corking fee, I'm a, but I'm like, a, I'm gonna be totally transparent. And some people don't know this, and I probably shouldn't say it out loud just because it would bite me in the ass. But I'm gonna be honest. In order, for, so you can't smoke in bars, right? right. And if we had a liquor license, then we wouldn't be able to smoke inside. Right. So we can't sell booze. Right. But there is an understanding that, you know, you can allow um, people to bring in their own booze as long as it stays there or whatever. Right. Um, you know, and uh, but I technically can't require them to purchase anything if I'm going to allow them to drink back there. Right. And I'm honest with customers about that where I'm like, look, I can't require you to do it. But if you want to be that guy and not buy anything and hang out back there. Like you can be that guy, but you keep doing that. Eventually, I'm going to ask you to leave for loitering. Yes, yeah. And it's for a sure. weird, it's a weird, blurry line. Right. And uh, and I don't want to re- because one guy abuses that privilege. I don't want to remove that from my loyal customers. Right. Right. But people do. They get they get comfortable and they think that they live there. And I'm like, it's a luxury product lounge. Right. Like, what on <laughs> earth? Is, no. Like I don't even b- feel that way about the place, and right. I run it. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, yeah, and that's just, some, that's just something that we continue to run into, and and you, there's discussions about it on cigar groups, or the, and you know, and what's really funny is there are some dudes that actually used to do a lot of that freeloading stuff in our shop, mm-hmm. and it caused a lot of contention, uh, and you know, sometimes you just have to ask customers not to come back. Yeah, one of those guys that asked not to come back runs his own cigar shop, and what's the first thing that he posts once he's been running it for about a month? If you're gonna be here, you gotta buy something. <laughs> And I thought it was fucking like, hilarious, you dude. Asshole. I was like, now you know. <laughs> yeah, now, now you, you know. get it. Wish you would have freaking been logical enough to get it three years ago. Right. You know, before it escalated to but, this uh, situation. But there's a, there's just some. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I I don't. My guys don't get paid enough to get pushed around yeah. by some high roller. Yeah, I absolutely. think that's the strangest thing. Is like somebody makes a lot of money, so that means they're allowed to treat somebody who doesn't make a lot of money poorly. Right. I don't, don't get it. Get I that don't logic get that logic at it. all. I don't. It's it's so disrespectful, and we we run into that every now and again mm-hmm. at my job. Like I, you know, I do have to say that one of my favorite things that happens is when you perceive somebody as like a douchebag, and you're like, this guy's gonna fucking suck, and then they turn out to be a total sweetheart. I love when that happens, Actually, and I hope that that happens for you. It as does. Well. I had a guy like, come in today, and he has like this like. It's not a speech impediment, but it's just an, an annoyance where he just says he just does like this "uh" sound all the time. Mm-hmm. And once you once you notice it, you can't unhear it. You just okay, right. he does it every time, and uh, and he can't remember the cigars that he likes and stuff like that. And I do find that very frustrating. So I'm like, dude, if you don't know what you like, I, don't, I can't remember. Right. Like I have so many customers. Right. You want me to? Re- I love it when they're like, "What's that one I had yesterday?" I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> You gra- like you write it at down. it. I grabbed it for you. We scanned it. I'm doing a bunch of other things, right? You know, <laughs> with like, and they're like, yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, that, that. yeah. The, uh... Yeah. So, but anyways, so this dude, which I've like been relatively annoyed by because he can't remember his cigar. We got this new system where digital tipping is now finally an option. Oh hell yeah! And he like, I'm like, hey man, you got to hit the prompt there uh, in order to be able to scan your card. 
And he's like stares at it for a while and he's just like not making, not registering. And then all of a sudden he just kind of picks something and points it and gives me a 30% tip on an $80 purchase without even, I don't think he even realized what he was doing. Right. But he did it and his girlfriend's like, what? <laughs> and he goes, he always takes care of us. He's good to us. And I was like, oh, oh, oh the homie. Dude, okay, right. now I now I don't feel so okay. Now I'm not so frustrated with you anymore. Like, oh, right, you know, exactly. <laughs> it changes on a dime. It's like it's like this second. I'm so shallow. And I, I know, it's so shallow. And then also, I'm like, I'm like, wow, you really just bought me being nice to you. Like, I know, dude. You, paid for you it. really <laughs> just paid for me to be nice <laughs> to you. But him to say Thank that, you. like, he might have been saying that. To save face with her or whatever, but I was just right. kind of like, man, like, I don't know, 30% on a freaking $80 purchase is, I don't even, what is that? That's freaking, no, it's like, you know, what, 15 uh, bucks? So, no, no, no. It'd be freaking like $23. Yeah, something like that. I'll fucking take that tip. Yeah, yeah no you shit. know, for helping him for a total of a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Dude, know? there's this guy that comes into my work to buy a pack of cigarettes. Same pack of cigarettes, but whenever I see him come in the door, grab the cigarettes, put mm. the matches on the book, and like scan his card, and he goes away. A minute interaction. We say hi. He calls me cigarette girl, which I think is really funny and kind of endearing. <laughs> but he tips me two dollars every, every time. T- every time he comes in to buy cigarettes, I'm like, concerned. A pack of cigarettes is ten dollars every time. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're ten ninety nine. So, oh, okay. he, pays yeah. so he pays thirteen dollars for a pack of cigarettes every time. And I'm like, there's a gas station not two blocks away where yeah, you could yeah. pay at least five dollars less and not tip somebody but he he loves the cigarette girl i guess i guess i, guess. <laughs> I don't know what else to it's say just every like, time that this guy comes in he's got his freaking bluetooth headset on and stuff like that ooh. so half the time he's not even talking to me right and, and so so like i we'd had multiple interactions i was like oh this fucking guy <laughs> right. Right. and then he's like 23 dollar tip i'm like no i guess we're cool i love this guy <laughs> I love this guy, man. So, he's, my, he's one of my favorite customers. He's so great. What's your name? What's Rob. Your, yeah, oh, okay. Dope, man. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see you tomorrow. Let's see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid, man. Right. It truly is. Like, oh, man. Oh, but it's it's so funny because, yeah, that's exactly how it happens. Oh, it's funny. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a good time, but, man, you definitely have your... Um, yeah, you definitely have your nuisances and stuff like that. But, I mean, if, I've been there for six years, so if I hated it, I probably probably would have gone already. You right. know what I mean? And, yeah, absolutely. And I really do like the community vibe of it, you know, like people that I know and I do get to hear wisdom from, like, older gentlemen. Right. That's really helpful, too, you know. So um, I think a lot of people don't have older mentor-type people in their life. Yeah. So get, being able to get that is is is, uh, is kind of nice. It just kind of happens, you know. Yeah. So... So how, um, just out of curiosity, because I just assume that like 90% of your clientele is dudes. That's pretty accurate. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, it's about 10, 10% that are chicks. Yeah. Yeah. They like just come in on their own to buy cigars. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes smoking is something that they do with their significant other. Right. That is something that we have. We have couples that come in and that's how they, that's how they get along. That's what they do together. That's awesome. Um, and then you do have, you know, your ladies that have been smoking cigars for a long time and they're just kind of part of the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, an an older lady that smokes cigars and I think she just does it on her own, but she came in today, she comes in pretty regularly, buys like three or four at a time and. 
she's so sweet too, yeah. you know, but she just does it cause she likes it, yeah. you know? And, uh, so yeah, there, there is, there definitely is, um, I mean, if you look at Instagram, it'd make you think that there is like a million hot girls smoking cigars <laughs> because that's right. like the Instagram oh, culture yeah, represents, of right? Of course. Well, because some freaking big dude smoking, it's not that yeah. interesting to look at as, you know. Right. Well, there's so many Instagram no, accounts, you, just hot girl, You want to see the hot cigar. chicks with cigars. It's of so course, funny, man. Of course. It's so funny. <laughs> right. So freaking hilarious. So, so yeah, but it's, it's mostly guys. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think that works out all, all, all right. I mean, I'd like to see more ladies get involved, but... It does feel like sometimes like cigars are becoming something that's like a thing of the past in the sense that like so many places are anti-smoking. Yeah. You know, like and once they freaking made smoking not allowed in bars, I think that really was the beginning of that. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, but it's a it's definitely a niche thing. Also, cigar advertising, tobacco advertising was made illegal uh in any periodical that's not made for adults in uh 1969 yeah so seeing like you might have seen it in like a playboy magazine or like a whiskey magazine but you're not going to see it in sports illustrated you weren't from that point on you weren't going to anymore yeah and so since cigar advertising isn't part of the public like uh, sphere right uh it's not something that's constantly like people aren't really informed about until they walk into a shop right you know walk into a shop or do google searching and stuff like that totally totally Um, at this place I worked at in Springfield, there was this guy that would, I, I never understood this. And yet this man was my hero. He would walk around our building. Like it was like the strip mall. Cause that's all of Springfield is mm-hmm. strip malls. And so he would walk around the strip mall and he would have like four or five cigars that were easily like eight inches. Oh, like, like big. Yeah. Yes, like the, like long cigars. Like skinny long ones or like thicker ones? It was like medium Mediums, long. Okay, yeah. Cool. Like a Churchill or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, but he would have four of them in his pocket and he would smoke all four cigars back to back while he's walking around this How do you building? not need to sit down after that much nicotine? <laughs> I don't. He, he, oh my God. He did it. I worked there for like five years and he was doing that for three years. Like That's, almost every day. There are there are cigars that I like. I don't particularly like fuller bodied cigars, and there are some that are strong. I'll smoke half, and I'm like, I need I don't need to take a nap. I am so tired for like, it's worn me out smoking this thing. Yeah, you know. So having four back to back, like it was insane. And then also, I was <laughs> like, it kills me that like you're exercising for your health, and yet you're chain smoking cigars. I remember at the same I, time. <laughs> like, I worked at a freaking uh, Einstein Brothers Bagels when I was in high school, and some dude would seriously go for a run. He would, like, run, and he'd bring his coffee mug with him, and he'd run to the freaking bagel shop, and then he'd get a, a refill of coffee. And I got, well, you're running. Why are you drinking oh. coffee while you're running? <laughs> that sounds like an awful idea. Fucking iron stomach, I guess, if you can Jeez. handle that shit. Like, oh, my God, I get some serious acid reflux from that or something right. bouncing around. Uh. At the, I was like, why is he? He's, yeah, he's in his own running gear, and he brings his muck with him. I was like... <laughs> Maybe you drink it on the way back while you walk. I don't Maybe. know, dude, but you're sweating and shit. This is weird. Yeah, like, and then you're about to <laughs> have a hot. hot beverage that's not refreshing. Not at I all. Mean, not I mean, I love all. coffee. And it's dehydrating. <laughs> it's like, I need the extra caffeine boost to get me on the last part of my yeah. run. Like, I just can't. Uh, I, don't, I just don't have that second win, man. I just can't do it. <laughs> can't do it without my Einstein bagel <laughs> coffee. <laughs> not even good coffee either. <laughs> Terrible. You get of that shit the in the freaking suburbs too, right? It's like, oh, yeah. oh this coffee's so good. Like, dude, it's not near. It's not anything like a small coffee shop in Kansas City that makes roast their own stuff or whatever. Right. Like, not even fucking close. 
So they're like, oh, it's really great. No, you're just tasting all of the caramel sweetener that's in there. Yeah, right. I, you ordered a Frappuccino. Sit down. <laughs> Seriously? That's so funny. You're having oh ice God. cream for breakfast, okay? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm curious. Have you, in the service industry, like we were talking about, like, people, like, overstepping boundaries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get people that, like, get just the regulars every day and all of a sudden they start thinking they're entitled to certain things? Or does that not happen that often? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's... Um, there's this one guy that comes in and he's he got into um like an argument with the owner or something like that so he didn't come in for a while honestly this guy needs to calm down on this drug that rhymes with propane um but he like he would come in and he even still now like he came in the other night and the, he was with a guy, and the guy kept saying, like, no, I don't want another drink. I don't want another drink. And so he looked at the server, and he goes, bring us two more. And she was like, well, I mean, and he was like, no, I said bring us two more. And so, like, he oh, just wow. kind of gets to be like that. Pushy. Like yeah. that dickish. Like, he thinks that we're supposed to just listen to him. Like, that we're supposed to just, like, bend to his every move. And then, and then the other day, <clears throat> like, he's been in quite a bit this week, and he was like, Hey, um, I just want to make sure that the tip is going to you. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm the only bartender here tonight. So, yeah, it'll go to us or it'll go to me. And he was like, okay, well, because, like, I tipped the bill. And so I just want to make sure that you know that, like, I'm taking care of you. And I was like, I mean, I still have to enter your tip into the computer. So I would have seen it, Tyler. Like, I would have seen it. Yeah, yeah, I would have seen it. There's a million Tylers. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to listen to this and be like, that that, that, He's like, what? (laughs) I know what she's talking about. Talking trash about me? Yeah, and he comes in like, there's more Tylers than just you. You need to stop. See, this is the problem. You're making it about yourself. You're making it about you. Just like I said on the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, wait. And they're like, oops. And you're like, I just doubled down on that, didn't I? Right. Yeah, right. That's so funny. Oh man, no, this guy, man, he's a fucking character. And we do have several people that are like that. But for the most part, we have really good regulars where I work. I mean, I really truly enjoy a lot of our regulars that come in. Most people are pretty chill. Uh the guy that I was talking about earlier that I was like, man, this guy's gonna be a dick. <laughs> like he he came in and he ordered this whiskey. I was talking to him about like a couple different ones, and um he goes, yeah, um, can I see the bottle? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I always, like, here you go. Mm-hmm. And he goes, cool, cool, cool. I'm just going to put this on my whiskey blog. And I was like, get the uh, fuck you're like, out oh, of no, here. Oh, no, dude, just get stop, Get out dude. of here. That's how rough your social life is. Right. You got the you whiskey blog going. You have a whiskey going. blog. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, I'd, like, I could tell that he was that person. Like, you know how if you try to click on a recipe and it's like their life story before it gets to the recipe at the bottom? <laughs> Every freaking time. Every freaking time. Every time. And I know that's how this guy is with whiskey. (laughs) Like, there's no possible way that he wasn't because he was like, he was telling me all about this time that he tried this other bourbon in Kentucky and blah, 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 blah. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, number one, there are a thousand other things I'd rather be doing. And one of them is stabbing myself in the eye with a pencil. But also, like, I don't, I'm not going to read your blog, dude. <laughs> that's just, what, I will say, though, that's what's not... funny about your podcast, though. Like, you told, you told me about it, and I listened, and you were like, you had told me and Eric that, <laughs> that you were 
you would literally sit in your closet and do this podcast. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to this bitch. Like, I got to check this shit out. And so I like listen to it. And it's literally like, this is Brittany. I'm in my closet again. I was like, oh, this is too good. I got to fucking, this is so great, man. I'm so pumped on this shit. Right. Cause I was just like really, really surprised. I was like, okay, there's a lot of people that self-actualize, but a lot. And I think it's amazing. And self-actualization is fucking brilliant. Yeah. But a lot of people take themselves way too seriously while they're doing it. Yeah. So for you to be like, this is Brittany. I'm in my closet again. I was like, this is so fucking good, dude. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> she's just going to bitch about whatever comes to mind. Right? I am so ready, dude. Yep. Oh, my God. Like, that's why I, <laughs> I would say the most fun episode that I've done so far was the goop one. And that, oh, like, the goop. I'm trying to remember what you, what was the goop? I listened to it. Now so I can't fucking remember. I went through the, um, like Gwyneth Paltrow's timeline on her website, oh, like yeah. on goop.com yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever. And then I found out they had a show. And so I watched one of the shows and like, as I'm writing it, I was, or like while I'm watching the show, I was just like taking notes, like what my inner dialogue is like while I'm thinking, like while I'm watching this shit. And then I went back and I was like, okay, this is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. Like, holy so shit. Great. Oh man. Yeah. I lo- and you did funny. the freaking backstreet bitch about, yeah. <laughs> about the fucking awful opening to that fucking oh album. My God. Dude, it's, it's so, so good. So bad. Well, and it was so funny too. Cause I had a, several friends message me and be like, um, I'm not okay with you talking shit about Backstreet Boys. And I was like, I talk shit about literally everything. <laughs> Nothing is sacred to me. That's right. So, like, of course I'm going to talk <laughs> shit about Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like, a fucking course. That's so great. I, I don't think that I would, I mean, of course, I never listened to Backstreet Boys like like uh, yourself did. But I don't think I, even if I did, I don't think I would have really taken the lyrics that seriously to be like, Man, what a dickhead this guy is for fucking cheating. Right. But it wasn't until I was like... Old enough to... 30 years old. Oh, man. So many things are lost on you when you're a kid. And then you you, like hear the joke and you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? That's fucking awful. I didn't even know. That or you're like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, it's so good. That's freaking funny. Yeah. Oh, man, there was something else I was going to tell you about about work and I can't remember what it is now. Sorry about my cough. I've got this oh, that's okay. itchy thing in my throat. Right. Stupid allergies. And it doesn't help that the weather's changing. Everything's every dry, so that means that seconds. I'm just going to sound like shit for the whole fucking winter. Right. Because course. everything's so dry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in, I was actually in Vegas and I freaking love how it is in Vegas because it's like the humidity is low, but the heat is high and like, it just, I can just breathe so well out there. Yeah. But when it's dry and cold out, my body fucking hates that. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Um, okay. So going back to your original bitch about like cigars and stuff, can Mm -hmm. you think of like one of the dumbest questions that somebody has asked you? Dumbest questions. Like, and, and I'm not talking Mm. like just an experience, like somebody asking Mm -hmm. a question like, oh man, I probably, I I probably try to forget them. So (laughs) it'll take me a second. I know it'll come to me. I don't know if it'll come to me right away. Um, well, think about it and I'll tell you mine. I would say that my, I would say that my favorites um, are when, uh, when they, how, I, I mean, the one question that we get asked all the fucking time is, can we get Cuban cigars? Uh. That's the question that we get asked <laughs> all the time. And of course we're called Fidel's, so we're not making it easier on ourselves. Right. Right. <laughs> right. 
if there was ever a place in Kansas City that would carry them, it it's would probably be, called Fidel's. It would right? be Fidel's, yes. <laughs> right? right? So I have to explain to them that like the embargo is still in place, the travel ban is listed, and this is the thing that people are so surprised about. Uh-huh. You can because the travel ban is listed it is on, it was was lifted. You can order cigars on, like Cuban cigars online from other countries now, and it's totally legal. Right. People don't know okay. that. Gotcha. Right? If you're allowed to buy it in Cuba and mm-hmm. fly it back with yourself, you can buy it from Switzerland and they'll ship it to you. Ship it. Okay. It's the same freaking legality. So, yeah. so when people act like uh, um, act like, like Cuban cigars are hard to get a hold of, I'm like, no. No, they're, they're not. not. They're not. They're hard to get a hold of in any – you can't buy them in any shop in the U.S., because they have no trade relationship with Cuba. Right. You can buy them from Switzerland or the Czech Republic, and they'll freaking send them to you. And they have websites. You just go just order it on like you would on Amazon. Google. Yeah. It's yeah, seriously. You know, thing. there's like, I think there's one called Top Cubans, and then one's I Havana's. And we order, like, if I'm ordering for my private stock or whatever, it's actually usually my uh, assistant manager that orders them, because I don't order by the box that often. But he does, and he'll give me some Cuban stuff. But uh, Nice. But that's, um, that's the thing that we get asked all the time. And I, and I get it. And there used to be this allure of like the Cuban thing, right? You know, and the reality is they're not better or worse; they're just different, mm-hmm. um, you know. And uh, but that's the thing that we get asked all the time, and uh, you know, people don't realize that. And I've and there there are even guys that will say that they're big Cuban cigar fans, and I'll tell them that they can buy them online, and they will say that's not true. What they will just lie. They're like, no, dude, you can't do that. No, and I'm you like, well, you clearly don't fucking like Cuban cigars. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because the goddamn website's right there. Right. Let, right? Me, let me pull it up for you. But really there's a quick. bit of dick swinging that goes on in cigar shops, and not a bit. There's a lot of a it. A lot of it. All right. Because it's dudes, and they right. do that shit, right? right? And uh, and I, I really try to like be like, no, dude, you can just buy them. Yeah, you have to buy 20 of them, but you can buy them. Right. Right. Um, Split and, a box with your friends. Yeah, totally. Totally. But that's the thing that we get asked probably about the most. Um, I do. Uh, <laughs> I. I, I will say this. I, I, I do get asked a lot, like, oh, you, where are your hand rolls at? Like, everything we sell is hand rolled. Yeah. They're all imported from countries, and they are made by hand, right? So when they ask, they're like, no, no, you know what I mean. I'm like, I do know what you no, mean. No, I do know. <laughs> and it, because it was made right. by some, you know, person in Nicaragua doesn't mean that it wasn't hand rolled. Like, you know, yeah, it was made by hand by them. Right. You know, and there are certain levels of rollers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's, uh, I, I will say this, one of the biggest bitches that I have so, so because we're in an entertainment district, and it is part of the cigar culture, sadly, but flavored cigars are still a thing. I think it's fucking stupid, but like, it is a thing. Like cigarellos? No, like full-size cigars that are flavored of a variety of different oh. flavors, like chocolate, chocolate and cherry, like coffee-infused, honey-infused, like oh, a million different things. Okay. Interesting. Um, uh, and <coughs> I will say that flavored cigar smokers are, uh, I'm just going to say it out loud, they are the most annoying fucking <laughs> customers because they don't like cigars. Right. They just don't. They like the flavor on top of the tobacco that masks that they're actually smoking tobacco. Right. Because it tastes nothing like a fucking cigar. Right. Right? The reality is those cigars are incredibly mild and don't have, they're relatively flavorless anyway, and then all this flavor is put on top of them. Right. And they feel like they're a boss, and they feel like they're fucking cool smoking this cherry-flavored bullshit. <laughs> right? But they're so picky. If you don't if you don't have, that's the one thing. A real cigar smoker will be like, oh, do you have this? Like, no, but I got this, and it's kind of like it. It's really fucking good. Like, all right, let me try that. Yeah. A real cigar smoker will venture. Right. right. You go into a freaking liquor store and someone's like, oh, I really like a good, like, um, 
like good like Spanish wines or whatever, like you know a Rioja, and being like, oh, well, you should try this. Yeah, and, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'm not going to be like, no, right. you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, I wanted Woodbridge Cabernet, and that's all I'm leaving <laughs> here like, with. Seriously, it's actually more like Boone's Farm. Right. But, but anyways, yeah. but uh, they are the most picky because if you don't have that one cigar, they will walk out. Oh, that's so weird. But, oh, so well, weird. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's 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 the worst because they're like, yeah. "Hey, you got such and such." I'm like, "No, we got, I don't have that." But I got this. Like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm like, "Wow, like you, yeah, do." And and, and I get Not it. You have a very specific. Look, if you were an elite cigar smoker and you're looking for a very specific item, because that's like something that's hard to get. I get walking out. Right. Right. Being like, I want this. You know, thirty five, thirty fifth anniversary. Da 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 da. It's like, okay, like I, you're looking at a specific thing and it is hard to find and you're hoping that we had it. Right. And we don't have it, so you're going to keep searching. I respect that. But this right. whole, like, this one cigar that is readily available at most cigar shops, but nobody freaking, like, everyone, all, all of us look, look down our noses at. Like, oh, do you have such and such? And it's a flavored one. I'm like, no, I don't have this. I have this. And they're just like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm like, this is so frustrating because you don't actually like cigars. You think you do. Right. But you don't. And what a waste of your time, too. Like, even to have that minute conversation. That's yeah, I just know. like, Ugh, another know. minute gone. <laughs> I don't even feel that way about it. I'm just like, I have to carry flavored stuff because it sells. Right. And, and it attracts the most, like, picky customers. That's like somebody saying that they're a whiskey aficionado and they drink Fireball and American Honey. <laughs> I know, dude. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, man. And those same guys have offered me Crown Apple before. I want you to know that. They do. You want some of this? I'm like, yeah, I'll take free booze. I'm like, Ooh. I committed. <laughs> right. And it was free, but oh, I wouldn't buy this man, shit. No. Then you taste it and you're like, man, this is so syrupy. Like, oh, fuck. yeah, it's bad. Oh, man, it's so funny. Man. Oh, man. But yeah, that is that is probably something that I'm not supposed to say that because I run a cigar shop and it'll scare everybody off. But I'm like, right. fuck, man. It is so hard to please that particular type of customer. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, man. And I'm the kind of person, like, if I walk into a cigar shop that has different stuff that I have not seen before, I'll right. be like, ooh, what's that? I get excited. Right. I don't go, they don't have that thing that I like. Right. Oh, shut uh, the fuck right. up. Right, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck, man? So stupid. Expand your horizons. Yeah, well, like, I'm excited to try new things. Yeah, like, oh, me too. You know, so I don't know. That, that kind of shit's just, ugh, it's the worst. Speaking of which, how do you like that pills? You know, uh, it was free, so I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying it. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm not I'm not super picky. I mean, I mean you know, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice artisanal artisanal pilsner. Right. Yes, very nice. Well, so. uh, all the way from the the great great west side of Missouri. What we're not tasting Saint the Rockies Louis. right now? What is it? No. <laughs> We are not. Uh, no, in fact, you get a little bit of the Mississippi River in there. So, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> that's why it kind of tastes like mud. I actually do compare uh, our market of cigars and Cuban cigars to beer a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, in the sense that it's uh, our market is since it's so Cuban cigars, the tradition of tobacco blending is like four or five hundred years old. Mm-hmm. They got a lot, lot more time, maybe, maybe longer than that. So, I don't want to sp- speak out of turn to the cigar. Cigar gatekeepers will get me, right? But uh, if you know any, <laughs> but um, but uh, since our market is all tobacco that's not available from Cuba, it's from all over the world. There's a lot of experimentation that's going on, and so it's very gotcha. much like craft beer. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so they're yeah. trying a million different things, trying to cook up something that's really different, and it's really cool when a company comes out with something that no one's ever done before. Yeah, and it's really fucking dope. Yeah, right. So that's like that, and then Cuban cigars are like. 
you know, just really drinkable, pleasant, like German beers or yeah. Belgian beers okay. that have been around forever. Right. And they're drinkable and enjoyable and they're balanced and they're not going to make you feel full. That's a Cuban cigar. Cuban cigars tend to be a lot lighter most of the time, whereas ours, you know, we have a whole variety of stuff. Right. So it's That's a really good comparison. I mean, that kind of like, I mean, I've always heard about Cuban cigars. I've mm-hmm. never smoked one myself. I but. fucking love them. I think they're amazing, but yeah. I also like really drinkable. That's why when you offer me stout versus pills, I was like, I'm going to go pills. Right. Like, I like something that's more balanced and drinkable. That's kind of my thing. So uh, balanced and smokable is my style too. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and there's definitely... Uh, there's a lot of freaking like the marketing bullshit that goes on in cigars too. We're like, oh man, uh, they'll market a cigar really fucking cool, and then they'll. Uh, this is one particular company that does not age their tobacco long enough, so the tobacco's really fucking strong, and then they market it as a strong cigar, and it's like, well, it's not uh, actually strong because it's blended well. It's strong because it's young, right? And you're lying to everybody and deceiving them into thinking that it's good because it's powerful, right? And I'm like, fucking stop! Like, yeah, because do, it's do not it the, the right, do it the right way. Like everybody and everybody freaking buys into the dick swinging bullshit of like, oh, it's so full and strong, it's so good. I'm like, no, it's young. It's right. young tobacco, and they're covering up the ammonia that's in the tobacco by making it overly full-bodied. And here in about, about a year, no one's going to give a damn about that cigar because it's no fucking good. Yeah. You know, but that's like, there's marketing Seriously. gimmicks and shit like that. There's so much of that shit. And it's in booze, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've gosh, yeah, especially in booze. Just because I feel like you get those name brands that people know, and so that's what they've been drinking for years. And I'm like, it's not even good. <laughs> No, dude. Like, you will always hear me say, like, Patron can suck my dick. Yeah, like, yeah. Patron <laughs> fucking sucks. It sucks so bad. And there's some really good tequila. Is there's it, some, it's a tequila, right? Yes. Patron, I, there's really yeah. good tequilas out there. But, yeah, I've known people ever intentionally drank Patron. Right. Because it's trash. It's absolute garbage, dude. <laughs> the it Maker's really Mark is, I was, maybe the Maker's, maybe I'm overstepping my boundaries because I'm not a whiskey fan in general. But yeah. I feel like it's kind of the same way, too. Yeah. The Maker's, Maker's Mark thing. Like, it tastes like a lot of other whiskeys that I've had. Yeah, for sure. Not really it, blow my mind by any by any stretch of the imagination. No, nothing special about it. They're just really good at marketing, and like same with Grey Goose as well. You know, oh man, it's, it's not what they'll charge for a Grey Goose at like well, those nightclubs is insane. Seriously. Like two hundred dollars a bottle. Seriously, <laughs> nuts, and it's like dude. wow, and it's not even great vodka. Isn't it like cool. a like a thirty forty dollar bottle or something like that? Grey Goose, something like that. Yeah, yeah and they'll charge I mean, two hundred bucks at the nightclub mm-hmm. if you want your own bottle. Yep. For bottle service, and it's that shit's it's like, so funny. and it's a seven fifty, not even a liter. And I'm like, God, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and I have to make my own drinks now. Yeah, Please. I know. They've like an aura or whatever. Okay, you've totally done that shit before, right. haven't you? The uh, fucking VIP section. No. I I have not actually paid for bottles myself. I've never paid for it myself. Yes. I had a roommate who was a DJ, yeah. and he would get always get a free VIP spot, and he'd give it to me and my homies. Or whatever. Nice, <laughs> nice. No, I uh, there was a couple times when I lived in Iowa, I go go out with some of my coworkers and they would get bottle service and then there was you know that's like you're that's I like i just can't i just i can't you know i no. you're just you're clearly very proud of it like i've never paid because i would never, never do that i would i'll go never. if it's free though i will chip in if somebody's already <laughs> paid for it i will pay for my couple of drinks like i would pay at the bar but i'm not happy about it that's like, so funny if i'm gonna be at a bar and be like Paying to get in. Mm-hmm. I'm not your maid. Make my drink for me, bitch. Like, come on. <laughs> Seriously, no. dude. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like, I know. It's I like s- the higher up you get, like the less service you actually yeah, are getting. Right? <laughs> right? It is so, so true. funny, I, dude. I don't know. See, see, catch me on that bottom rung where I'm like, no, do it for me. All you've, all you've done is bought the freedom to make stiff drinks. That's all you've done right? to yeah, make sure you don't absolutely. get weak drinks. Uh, which is... I'd rather tip somebody really fat and then have them pour me strong drinks because I'm tipping fat all night. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh my God. I just, that, that kind of stuff, like the bottle service. I, I also don't really frequent those kinds of places where they offer bottle service. You know, I, where I work is someplace where I hang out or where I would hang out had I not worked there, you know, like dive bars, stuff like that. Like if you offer bottle service, (laughs) I don't go there often. I heard that there was a place in in a Power and Light that uh, was charging. If, if like if the Chiefs went, Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, they were charging for a booth like eight hundred dollars to rent the booth. A, uh, I I think I don't know. I think it was McFadden's. Uh, but they're like charging like five hundred or eight hundred dollars for you to rent the booth for the day of the Super Bowl, so that you could party with your homies. And really, what it is, you had to commit to spending eight hundred dollars in booze between you and your group. And I remember talking to someone, and they were like, yeah, it's a good deal. And I'm like, that's fucking no, awful. No, it's not. That sounds terrible. Why would I ever want to, even if it's just four of us, I don't want to spend $200. Like, right. no, no. Like, and I'm going to be there all day? Yeah. Also, I'm a little more introverted now, so I like, it sounds like just like a headache being around that yeah. many people all oh. day, like committing. You feel like you yes. have to commit to it at that point. It is a so. commitment. <laughs> God. No, but that, that's I one of those things where like, people are that. paying more for less. I don't know. It's one of those situations. That's, that's, that's how it checks out. Right. Me, so. Yeah. No, absolutely. I completely understand that. But <laughs> man, I could talk shit on booze for so long. What's the, what's the like biggest, uh, what's the biggest scam in, in, uh, booze? Canadian whiskey. Really? Yeah. How is it a scam? What, what, uh, tell me more about that. All right. So, and, and it's so funny because anybody who's known me for any number of years, no, has heard my rant and my bitch hear it, about though. this I so much. Hear it. So, um, in Canada, they don't have regulations like they do on bourbon or scotch or tequila oh. and stuff like that. So, whenever you're drinking, like specifically Crown Royal, a certain <coughs> percentage of Crown Royal is neutral grain spirit. Yeah. Interesting. So even on and I uh, so so they're cutting the product yes. is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely. And um, but even on some some products like uh, Canadian Club is the same way. It's cut with vodka. On Seagram Seven American Blend, it says on the label because in the United States it's required to that it is 75 percent neutral grain spirit. Which means Seagram Seven Seagram is Seven is seventy five. That's why I never liked it. Yeah, because it's it's whiskey flavored vodka is what it is. Holy shit, that's yeah. fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, and what's even more interesting is that um, during Prohibition, there was a lot of bourbon and rye companies that moved their operations to Canada and then were still selling to the United States so that they could actually make Use their the booze. Use the name, the leverage of their name. Yes, legally. Whoa. Yeah, and stuff like that. So now you have these influx of companies that are coming back to the United States after Prohibition and everything like that. Um, but Canada still remains unregulated. I'm firing back because I have a very similar bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So... 
we don't, there's a certain, certain brands that we don't carry and we have never, I mean, we've carried them before, but not while I've been running the shop. And one of the reasons for that is there is, there are these Cuban cigars that have the notoriety of what they're the Monte Cristo, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Boulevard, like a handful of brands that are known in the cigar world to be really fantastic, uh, Cuban cigars. Cohiba is another one. Mm-hmm. Well, since Cuban cigars aren't, uh, licensed to sell in the U S the trademark for those Cuban names is held by an entirely different company that's oh. not associated with the Cuban company whatsoever. And essentially what they're doing is making fake Nikes, right? Shit. So they have these Romeo and Juliet's or Cohibas or whatever, and right. they're marketing off that fucking name, making a subpar cigar most of the fucking time. They have, they've, they've started making better ones they have, but, uh, um, that's because the market changed. I'll say some more about that in a second, but, right. um, like, I have a lot of respect. I do like Cuban cigars, regardless of what your politics are with Cuba. I have a lot of respect for the craft uh-huh. and how it's handled in Cuba, and they do a great job, and they have fantastic blends, and they, just, they have high standards, and I really like that. We have high standards in our market, too, because it has to be a competitive, right. but I really like the blending tradition and the flavor profile. It's my, it's my kind of thing, and, um, and the fact that this company is just raking in the dough yeah. off, of, off of the marketing of a name that is already in existence in Cuba, and this kind of trademark dispute has been going on for years. Oh, my God. Right? And so people will ask, like, do you have a Romeo and Juliet? And I'd be like, man, I really I really just don't. And and other other cigar shops are not going to like that I say this, but I don't care. I'm just like, man, I just, I have too much respect for the company that is in Cuba. I don't carry the ones that are impersonating as the real one. And I will tell them that. Yeah. Right. And because I don't want them and I don't want them to feel stupid, but I don't want to lie to them either. Right. And I said, but the cigar that you are talking about, the specific one that's available in our market, I have something that's incredibly similar, maybe better for the price yeah. that I can find you. And, uh, and I, and I really try to show them and I say, look, there's a lot of other Cuban families that left Cuba when their, uh, land was obtained by the government and they started over and lightning struck twice for that family. Like they were so good at blending tobacco. They mm-hmm. did it all over again and built an empire. And I want to, I want to spend my money on those dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because yeah. good for them. They freaking yeah. made it happen from scratch again. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. But the ones that are impersonating as I just, and the funny thing about that is now that the big cigar names are, have lost popularity uh-huh. that are marketing after Cuban ones and craft cigars, boutique cigars, are now what's in. Mm-hmm. What did those companies do? They said, Romeo and Juliet blended by A.J. Fernandez. So they're trying to market it to the boutique crowd, saying that guy that blends those cigars that you like, that small company, he blended this cigar for us. Oh, my God. And it's God. like, you guys are so, like, transparent. I can just see through you. Right. The like, unexpected you, series. Uh, no, <laughs> seriously. It's, like, we're so just, silly. We're trying to trick you. I know. And so you liked it already. Like, it's like, okay, so you're trying to maintain the freaking crowd that doesn't fucking know any better. And then you're also trying to, um, trying to freaking market to the guys that do know better. And it's like, guys, just, just stop, you know? And, um, so that's something that happens a lot. And, and it's not that they don't make good cigars. It's just, I don't have a whole lot of respect for the marketing ploy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, And so that's exactly like what you were talking about with the Canadian, like we're going to lose the lever, use the leverage of our name. Yeah. Right. But we're going to make it, like, but in this sense, it's like they're not using leverage of their own name. They're using leverage of another name that can't do anything about what they're doing in the American market. It has no power right. over the yeah. American trademark. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of wild. And I'm not saying that they don't make some good cigars. They do. But 
they rode that freaking wave making shit cigars for a long while. Yeah. And it was like, guys, just fucking stop it, you know? I mean, the so. similar thing happened with craft beer, too, whenever microbrews started popping up all over the place and people realized, like, oh, hey, we want to drink local. And, didn't Budweiser and, put out some that was supposedly but, supposed to be? <laughs> they totally did, Yes, didn't they? they did. I, I mean, think I had they, one. <laughs> they, like, put out their craft beer series and stuff like that, but then they just go through and just buy up all these other small breweries and just take over their operations, The, cra- the Craftig one was the one that blew my mind. Yeah. Billy Bush yeah. started Craftig and then trying to speak the language of... Of like beer fans with the whole wine heights Gabo thing. Yes. His whole philosophy of like fewer ingredients makes a better beer. And I'm like, no, that's just a crap beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least Bud Light puts it on their label now. They're like water, barley, rice. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Cheerios beer, dude. Exactly. (laughs) At least they're honest about it. Exactly. They know what they're doing. (laughs) Like their sales aren't hurting. Bud Light drinkers are typically not like like craft beer drinkers you know I what i mean know if like i've ever craved a bud light in my life oh. i don't think i've ever craved one i don't know baseball games baseball games yeah. really cardinals really? games i the only but cheap... i'll drink bud heavy over bud light yeah i the only like cheaper beers like like this of the standards right yeah like coors banquet and miller high life are the two that i'm like okay i could i could i can jam on that yeah right or... i'll crave that you know so but yeah, yeah i guess craving is different too like would i drink other things, absolutely. I mean, I've got an empty case of Natty Light over there from when I had COVID. I'm totally so. judging <laughs> Do it. Do it. I oh mean, I was out of work for eight days. I will say, so- like, free beer, though. If <laughs> like, it's offered to me and it's free, I'm like, I'm not going to be like, right. no. Excuse me, I'd no, rather be sober, you know? <laughs> right. I'm not going to do no, that. No, absolutely not. Because... Right? <laughs> No, if it's free, it's you free. You go and you're hanging out at the freaking uncle's barbecue and he offers you a natty light. Okay, yeah, it, all right, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll so, drink it. For and there's, sure. I guess there's something to be said. A refreshing, light, crisp beer that doesn't really, you know, don't have anything special going on with it. There's something to be said for that. Right. You know, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's just kind of funny how the but the people are so devoted to Bud Light too. Yes, which is really wild. Oh, it's so wild, like so funny, man. I I have to say, so I went to I did a tour of um, Anheuser Busch one time in St. No Louis. Shit. Okay, and that shit is so fucking cool. It was really so what's so freaking cool? cool. Because of the Clydesdales? Uh, yeah, well, part of it. You're like, yes, yes. that's cool. Horses, <laughs> horses, animals yeah. are cool. So. Right. I mean, yes, <laughs> it's animals not their fault. always don't. <laughs> um, honestly, I was just more mad that the Clydesdales live in nicer digs than me. That's so funny. you know, uh, no, but just the massive scale of the operation. Really, is insane to see. Like they were doing, um, they had the bottling line going, and yeah. first of all, I mean, it's. Did you have a Wayne's World moment where you were like, "Shots <laughs> right. Brewery," right. the glove on the beard? No, I didn't. You totally should have done <laughs> that. Going on the forklift, right? <laughs> Dang it! You, you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yes. yes. Damn it! Now it's I'm such gonna a have good to. Bit. I know. It's I'm gonna so have to. Funny. Now I'm gonna have to go back. That's all there is to go back to Anheuser Bush. What's uh, she doing on the forklift? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Wayne's World, guys. You're all fucked up. 
They're like, it's not funny, Brittany. Like, no. <laughs> like, Actually, we're going to start a podcast and bitch about you about because you. of what you just fucking did. <laughs> Please get down. Please. Please get down. Although, knowing, knowing my luck, I would hurt myself doing just walking there, you know? No, That's but, funny. Yeah, but the scale of their, like, tanks and everything is just massive. It is complete. Like, it is mind-blowing to think about, like, how much beer they actually sell and stuff. Like that's uh, that's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't yeah. know, man. I all I see is the freaking uh, Acme chemical plant like Joker and the, that's <laughs> yeah. all I see in my mind. Right. <laughs> You're not far off. <laughs> I mean less open vats of just um uh, some guy fell sledge. in the freaking beer vat and he was not the same when he came out. <laughs> yeah. He's been, he got locked down, you right. know. <laughs> Like, man, that guy's never He's drinking been in the psych beer again. Ward for 15 years from too much booze. <laughs> too much booze. And too much Bud Light at that. Oh like, that would make anybody dude. go crazy. <laughs> Just uh, uh, nothing but empty calories. Like, <laughs> He's like huge. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Oh, yeah. It's his villain origin story. <laughs> and then it's Bud Light year. <laughs> right into that one. <laughs> You're like, I'm just, just put the ball on the tee. I'm going to fucking knock it out of the fucking park, dude. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Villain origin story. Right. Holy shit. That's so fucking good. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Um, do, I feel like I should be bitching about something else. Do I need to bitch about... Do you have any other questions? Mm. Let's see. Uh oh, we got I, dead air. What's I it gonna know. be? What's it gonna be? I just ra- I like, just really raised the stakes there too. I was like, I know too. I was like, just, like, just, yeah, lob, just 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 lob it at me. I'll freaking hit it, you know. Yeah. Um So no, I man, I'm trying to think about is there any other freaking bitch that's going on? Oh man, oh, like, we did have uh, someone come in. And I, it's not my personal bitch. This is a story from someone else mm-hmm. in, the, in the shop. But we did have someone come in and they, it's a lady and she had a humidity detector. I'd never even heard of this thing before. She sticks it inside what? the cigar to make sure the humidity is like right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I wasn't even there. This is, I'm, this is all third information. I'm trying to tell, tell the story as best I can. I never even heard of that. I didn't even know that was a right, fucking thing. Yeah. But we do keep our humidity and all of our, we're, we're really on top of it. Cause yeah. I got a lot of product. I ain't allowed to let any of it go bad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she was checking it and she was like, well, it says here, it's like 45%. And like, can I get a different cigar? And, uh, <laughs> one of my employees was like, hold on. <laughs> and he grabs another cigar and he, no, I think she she checked hers, and hers was like forty five percent too. She's like, well, maybe mine's bad too. I'm like, no, bitch, it's the freaking like whatever device you have is not calibrated or something, right. Yeah. right? And so one of my employees like he's like, hold on, and he's like grabs another gun. Let me try that. He's like, 
was like, I want to see if this thing's even making any sense. Right. But she was like really wanting, she was like wanting us to exchange the cigar or whatever. But apparently like she, you know, didn't become an issue once we tested several cigars. And, and it was little, all the same. The device was saying the same thing every time. But That sounds made up. It's, it really sounds like some freaking like Inspector Gadget shit. But it's. Yeah. Uh, no, that sounds like something you get out of a sharper image catalog while you're looking I, at an airplane. Like. That's I know. it. And you'd really have to have smoked a lot of bad cigars before you'd want to do like that. Like, actually purchase a- that. In my opinion, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. I, I, I'd like to see the device itself, but uh, yeah. apparently other guys at other cigar shops have, have seen that before, and I did never, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, interesting. So, so yeah. are your, um, like, do you, you keep your cigars in cases? I know you said you yeah, have, you're, they're like, in, they're in humidors. So we keep oh, them okay. all at 65 to 72% somewhere in there. That's like the sweet spot. Do they, um, do they always come in like the plastic wrap or they No, like, sometimes they're, sometimes they're, just they're in, in the, the boxes and, you know, it just depends on how the presentation is. Gotcha. Sometimes they look a little fancier if they don't have cellophane on them. So the like right. higher end cigars will be in a more exposed or whatever. Um, but yeah, it just depends on the marketing. So I, uh, but the cellophane is just to protect it or whatever, make sure that it doesn't bust up or whatever. So, yeah. so yeah, but we, we really stay on top of the humidity and make sure that they're good. Cause I mean, technically a cigar can last forever and stay good forever if you keep it humidified. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you age it too long, it'll lose it almost all of its flavor if you age it for too long, Yeah. you know, but, uh, well, you know, some don't, some are strong enough that it doesn't happen. But Have you ever had somebody come in and ask for your most expensive cigar and say they the want time. to, well, the but like, do they want to make blunts with it? Is that what they're doing? Oh God. I, well, <laughs> the funny thing about that is since I don't have, well, there's two, two layers to that. One, um, cigars, the way that they're made, if you tried to unravel it, it would just fall apart. You couldn't repack it with anything. Okay. It's not like a machine-made cigar, right? Which is like a cylinder, and you take all the shit out of it and put whatever it is in. The, you know, right? It's not like that. So if they tried, I do tell them that you can try, but it's gonna, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't say you can try. I say if you tried, it would fall apart. I tell them that. Mm-hmm. So you're wasting your money. Um, but the second part is. We don't have a marijuana license at all in any respect. So I can't sell them anything that's marijuana related. Right. Right. And uh, we do get people that come in and they would like, hey, man, I need such and such for the da 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 da. I'm like, well, now I can't fucking sell it to you, dude, because I'm not a freaking weed shop. If you just kept your mouth shut. Right. Right. And just buy the goddamn rolling papers. Right. Sometimes less is more. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and I will tell them, like, I don't have a weed license. I can't legally sell it for that. Right. And they know in head shops, if you walk in there, you can't say bong. Right. You can't. Yeah. You like, I've to. been in a head shop, and I, you know, I've been, oh, hey, dude, you can't say that. Because I don't yeah. fucking go into those places. So I go, oh, look at this bong. And he's like, dude, 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 no, 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 dude, you can't say that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a <laughs> yeah. water pipe. Yeah, it's a water pipe. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, okay, all right, we're into it. And that's another bitch. <laughs> the amount of, man, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it right here. I really wish that weed shops, the head shops, weren't calling themselves tobacco paraphernalia shops because oh, yeah. god damn it it's we get so many fucking calls do you carry this oh, do you carry that yeah. and i'm like and i just go no we're an actual tobacco shop yeah and they're like oh yeah <laughs> right then it clicks, it clicks. Like, it it's not a, a headshot for us as a tobacco shop it's like so frustrating how like i get weed magazines every fucking day <laughs> in the fucking mail right Dude, and i'm I like bet. god damn it we know why are you you're just burning through money sending me this because we will never carry this stuff right um but that's the thing that like i really wish that we weren't associated with that just because of the amount of volume of advertising and phone calls and emails yeah. that i get 
that is just constantly bombarding me, trying to get me to carry stuff that is technically marijuana paraphernalia. It, it gets really annoying. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's that's probably uh, another bitch that I have. <laughs> also, what's really fucking funny is that uh, there's only so many cigar shops in town. And we're, every year there's this kind of battle for the pitch to get the number one best of KC. Yeah. We've gotten it a number of times. Um, but, uh, but you know, the freaking crowds, they circ they cycle through all the shops. Like the dudes that yeah. come to my shops, they go to other shops too. Yeah. Right. And so every shop's kind of pining for their, like, Hey, give us the, give us your vote. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know if they're really pining for it, but, uh, we have, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wanted the number right. one. Yeah, I wanted the number one. Number one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so if you're um, not first, you're last. Yeah, so. <laughs> seriously, I wanted the thing. Right. Uh, and, um, and what's really funny about this last year is we got second place, but who got first place wasn't even an actual tobacco shop. It blew my fucking mind. Seventh oh, Heaven got best tobacco shop. And I <laughs> oh fucking lost it. I was like, they don't even sell tobacco. They sell freaking like water pipes and shit like that, glass yeah. pipes, that kind of a thing. And I was like, we all just, like, we all just. After our frustration with it, we all just had a really good laugh about how fucking absurd that was. Yeah. The number one tobacco shop didn't actually sell anything that was tobacco related. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things you're just kind of like, oh, well, well, oh, okay. well, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. So, God, <laughs> we're all just like, what? Like, glass oh, pipes? Come on, guys. Right. You know, so freaking funny. Well, dude, that reminds me. Did you ever watch <clears throat> Reno 911? You what? Reno 911. Uh, I actually never really watched it. Um, now, now the joke's lost on me. Right? I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. There's just this one episode where um, one of the cops, Clem, goes in undercover, and she's trying to like buy weed from the guy that's working at the head shop. And so neither one of them, or she's not specifically, oh, using different she has, language. she's she's specifically <laughs> not saying like I want to buy weed or I want to buy pot or whatever. And so she's like, you know, like Mary Jane, and the guy's like, well, I don't think there's anybody here named Mary oh Jane. My God. And so he's just not picking up. <laughs> but then it turns out that he's a cop also, and so he's trying to get her to like. Oh my God, it's, dude. it's so that's funny. So I mean, that show is hilarious. That's but, so freaking. But yeah, funny. I was just like, because you, you can't specifically say what you were intending to use the product for. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. and actually, that's actually happened where, like, a cop trying to undercover, trying to buy drugs from another undercover cop, and they arrest him, and they're both cops. That has right. happened before. Oh, my God. Which is fucking yeah, funny yeah. as shit, it's dude. It's so funny. <laughs> like, wow. In such deep cover for so right. fucking long. Tax dude. dollars at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least they got them. I suppose. That's so freaking funny, man. Well, uh, let me oh break your God. heart really quick. Uh, uh -oh, okay. So whenever I turned 18, um, I was with a group of... You smoked of a grape-flavored cigar. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Peach. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Peach cigarellos is what so I good, dude. my 18th birthday. Whatever. My first cigar was from fucking Walmart, so we're good. Okay. You know? <laughs> in the little tobacco section by the registers, they had the Garcia Vegas. Ooh. Came in these little plastic tubes. I thought it was so fucking fancy. Right. I puked my fucking brains out. It was so great. Like, 
Then I got made fun of by the guy that was saying, oh, it was a glorious first experience. Right. Oh, it, that's great. has to be. Yeah, like. that's great. <laughs> oh, man. We do get some folks that come in. That's the one, another thing that's like, oh, man, I got so many bitches. Man, do I even like my job? Uh, but I, we get people that come in super fucked up and like, we should fucking buy a cigar, man. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. Yeah. But I'm like, but I want to sell you guys the cigar because I need the fucking money. So like, right. yeah, I'll make the sale. And what happens? One of them fucking hurls in the bathroom every, and it's just uh, awful, right? There was one time that a freaking dude in his bachelor party, they're already fucked up. They're drinking back there. They have their cigars. There's that one dude that's like, he's like. Oh, no, like doing the like, Oh, he's doing, sway. he's got the sways. He got, oh, mm. no. And I saw it, and I was like, dude, you got to take care of your homie over here, man. You got to get him out of here. He's clearly too fucked up to be here. And, uh, and before they had a chance to get him out of there. Um, actually, I said that to him, and they're like, yeah, 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 we got it. And I was like, okay, cool, they got it. And then they didn't get it. Like 15 minutes later, he's right. still there. And uh, and, I'm, and I walked back there, and dude just pukes right next to the leather chair that he's sitting in. Just, and I'm just like, I'm uh. like, dude, what the fuck? And the, his homies are like, yeah, what the fuck, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Damn and it, I Greg. totally made them mop that <laughs> oh, shit up, dude. We really should have had more information about him going to throw up it. Yeah. And if only somebody would have told, told us. us. I know. But the funny <laughs> thing is, I was God. like, I got the mop and filled up the bucket. It was like, here you go, bro. <laughs> well, honestly. And they're, I, like, they're like, really? I'm like, this, yeah. this is a lounge. And your dude just puked all over my tile floor. Yes, you're mopping it up. See, I was going to ask what your flooring <laughs> situation was. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, because I was like, man, if that's like a rug or like carpet or something, like having to clean up like tobacco vomit. If it was carpet, that's a terrible idea. With the amount of ash. Oh yeah. You, oh okay, my god. You're right. I Dude, mean, <laughs> I'll say you don't clean. You don't clean that lounge for like one day. It gets nasty super fucking oh, fast. Oh, I'm sure. The smoke. Well, the smoke creates a film on everything. Right. Right. And then the cigar ash and stuff like that. Oh, man, yeah. it gets fucking crazy. It's amazing, mm. though. There's some dudes that, like, they'll smoke one cigar, but they just manage to miss the ashtray every, every fucking, fucking, fucking time, time, dude. Mm. Oh, my God. It'll just be ashes everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? There's actually right. there was one customer that was always covered in ash, not just on the, not just on the, like, ashtray area on the table, but on himself. What? And I was like, and I was like, why is this guy covered in ash all the time? And then I re- and I'm talking to just him. Like, I- <laughs> Ashley on himself. I hate myself. Then just ashes yeah, on his chest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a really pleasant guy. But I was just like, why is he always got? He always stands up and ash just comes off him. And then I'm talking to him, and I notice he talks with his hands. Oh, so he's just shaking it everywhere. Uh, I know, like that one. Had you not said that, that I didn't occur to me, to me until right. I saw him doing it. I was like, oh. oh, I was like trying to figure it out. I was like, why is this dude? He's like pig pen. He's just like, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> what is going on with this guy? <laughs> God. <laughs> so freaking Seriously. funny, dude. Oh my God. Man, I t- is it, that happens at work all the fucking time. Like, we even give people like the big ashtrays for the cigars that we sell. Yeah. And they still will ash like right on the fucking table. Oh, dude. And I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, Six inch ashtray. How are you? How are you missing, missing that target every dude? fucking time? I'm like, no wonder the men's bathrooms are terrible. Like oh you can't God, clean dude. them for oh, shit. Oh, it's terrible. Right? That's so fucking funny. 
<laughs> no, it's amazing how, yeah, this one guy can make a lot of a mess with cigars. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. That's for sure. It's pretty funny. Oh, man. Well, um, I think we've probably... We've, oh, dude, we've gone for we've so long. I don't know. We've already gone over time. Right. So you're, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if people want to see, um, like, I mean, films, I, I, short stories... I'm not, I'm not going to promote myself on okay. this necessarily, simply because I just talk shit on the stuff. <laughs> fair. fair, 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 fair. Right? I mean, do you say Get where that. you work? No. On your, yeah. I already said it once on here, so I'm already in trouble. Right. But, uh, but no. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely show it to my homies and... They'll get a good freaking laugh out of it, I'm Hell sure. Yeah. So, so, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you know your regular crowd will. I hope, I hope they dig it. This, this, yeah. this, this was fun. So, for I enjoyed sure, it. man, so. I had a great time. Definitely awesome. have to have you back sometime. Absolutely, cool. Well, thank well, you. Well, thank you so much. You, mm-hmm. we'll see you later. All right. Bye.